Hello, and welcome to Field Notes, the weekly podcast of the Military Fellowship Center in Jacksonville, North Carolina, serving Marines stationed at Cap Lejeune and surrounding areas. Military Fellowship Center is a ministry of Military Evangelism Incorporated. Our speaker and host for the program is Dave Mason, the General Director of Military Evangelism and the Field Director at Jacksonville. Visit us on the web at militaryfellowshipministry.com or email us at militaryfellowshipctr at gmail.com. Now, here's Dave Mason. This week we continue our look at the sermon Jesus preached to the Jewish leaders that sought to kill him. He had healed the man at the Pool of Bethesda, and they came after him because he had done this healing on the Sabbath, and he's been preaching to them these last 20-some verses. And uh, we get to, last week we looked at John 5, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And, and what a wonderful verse that is. He shall not uh, come into condemnation because he's passed from death unto life. And, and now we see that Jesus is establishing that he is God in the flesh. He has power over life and death. And that belief in him is necessary to salvation. Now this week we listen in as Jesus explains his role in four very important events in the course of human history and in the lives of each and every one of us. These events are called the resurrections. There are four resurrections Jesus speaks of in this passage today. Now being resurrected from the dead, that is the hope of every man. The fool who does not believe in God robs himself of this one last great hope that there is a resurrection. Even unsaved people hope for a resurrection. And I can prove that. There's, there's, a, there's scientists who are trying to extend mankind's lives, and there are people who are trying to come up with ways of reanimating uh, uh, dead tissue, and, 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 and cloning is perhaps a way of, of continuing our lifespan. And there's cryogenics, people having themselves frozen until medical science can bring them back to life. All of these things are done in the hopes of cheating death. But you can't cheat death. There's only one being in the universe with the power to raise anyone from the grave. And his name is Jesus Christ. John chapter 5, verse 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall Live, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, for they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Let's pray. Father, Thank you for this opportunity to look into your word. Thank you for everyone listening to this podcast. Help each one of us to understand your word as you present it. In Jesus' name, amen. The first resurrection is found in verse 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. The dead in this verse is everyone on earth, unsaved sinners still in their sins. And when they hear that voice, if they will hear, if they will listen, 
they will live. See, everyone is born a sinner. Everyone is born in their sins. Ephesians 2.1 And you hath he quickened, made alive, who were dead in your trespasses and sins. The Bible clearly teaches that those without Christ are already dead. Already condemned. It's the way we're born. We're born in the dark. Colossians 1.13 Who hath Jesus, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. In Jesus there is light. Ephesians 5.8 For you were sometimes darkness, but now you're in the light. Walk as children of the light. Remember back in John chapter 3? The light came, and men rejected it because they loved darkness more than light. They were dead already. Condemned already. Who, he who, has not, who believes not in the Son is dead already. But when you hear the voice of the Son of God, you can gain life and light and resurrection power. You can be a part of that first resurrection, salvation, that brings you from death to life. A life that is eternal and a life that keeps you eternally from condemnation and judgment. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Do you have life, light, and resurrection power today? If you'll just call on Jesus, you will. So the first resurrection is from the spiritual death we're all born into to spiritual life in Jesus Christ. Verse 26. For as the Father has life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Here's your second resurrection. The second resurrection that Jesus mentions here is important to everyone. It's his resurrection. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has given to the Son to have life in himself. Jesus resurrected on the third day. He was crucified, and on the third day, early Sunday morning, he resurrected himself. He raised himself from the grave by his own power. John 10, 17, Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power, Jesus says. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it. What? My life. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Jesus Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection was all His doing. He resurrected Himself by His own power. Second important thing to remember. If you do not believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave, you cannot be resurrected to eternal life. I remember years ago, I was preaching in a nursing home, and I met a little old lady, and she was... Uh, to say the least, she was a card. I had to pull my Bible out so that I could uh, look in the back. I have her name written in the back of my Bible here. And uh, her name was Mildred. December 6th, 1998, I met Mildred for the first time. For the first time. And I sat in that nursing home with her for... <laughs> an hour after the service and argued with her because she did not believe that Jesus Christ was physically risen from the grave. Now, Margaret was, like I said, 92, 93 years old, maybe 94 at the time. 
And we talked and we talked and we talked. And I took her through scripture after scripture after scripture. And I showed her that Jesus Christ physically rose from the grave. She, she finally, she, she saw it. And her face illuminated. She, she got it. She goes, oh, okay, I see now. Yes, he, I believe he was raised from the dead. And you know what happened after that? She got saved. She received Christ as her Savior. Two years later, she, had le- she left the nursing home after that. And two years later, I went back to that nursing home uh, to do another service. I was preaching uh, Sunday services at nursing home at that time. And I met her, and she didn't recognize me. And I opened my Bible, and I showed her name in the back of the Bible. And she goes, why is my name in your Bible? And I said, Mildred, I'm, I'm Dave. I'm the fellow. A few years ago, I led you to Christ. And her eyes shot open, and, and tears came down her cheeks. And she goes, I remember you now. Thank you. It took understanding and believing in the physical resurrection of Christ from the dead before she could be saved. And if you don't believe in that resurrection, you can't be saved. But if you do, and you'll confess with your mouth, eternal life is yours. Romans 10.9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's the second resurrection. The first resurrection is us being saved. second resurrection that Jesus talks about is His resurrection. And it is His resurrection that allows us to be a part of the first resurrection. Now, He interludes talking about their resurrections here to talk about judgment. Verse 27, God has given Him authority to execute judgment also because He is the Son of Man. Now, before you understand the next two resurrections we're going to talk about, you have to understand and believe that Jesus Christ has all judgment in his power. Now, God gave him the authority to execute this judgment because he is the Son of Man. He is God in the flesh who came to this earth and lived as a man, understood us. There's nothing worse than being judged by someone who doesn't understand you, correct? I mean, if, if the person understands you, when, when a family member judges you, it's not it's easier to take than when a stranger judges you because... You know the family member understands you, and you're more often than not willing to listen to that family member when they say, hey, you're wrong here, because they understand you, they've been with you, they know you. Jesus Christ became the Son of Man. He came to this earth, He lived with us, and He he, he ate with us, and he, He became one of us so that He could understand us, and now all judgment is handed to Him because of this. And just as there are four resurrections, there are four judgments at which Christ is the sitting judge. There is the judgment seat of Christ. There is the great white throne judgment. There is the judgment of the nations and the judgment of Israel. And all of those will happen under the direction and ruling of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according as he has done, whether they be good or bad. The judgment seat of Christ is simply the church being examined by Jesus at our resurrection. We are resurrected into heaven. We are we are raptured, resurrected, and and the first thing that happens is the marriage supper of the lamb. And at the marriage supper of the lamb is the judgment seat of Christ, it's where the groom finds out if his bride has been faithful. And he judges us according to what we've done with him since we engaged him, since we became his bride. And then there's the great white throne judgment where all the wicked dead will be appearing. The judgment of the nations, where God judges the nations of the world according to how they treated Israel, because Israel is important. And then, of course, the judgment of Israel itself. 
2 Timothy 4.1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead, the alive and the dead, at his appearing and at his kingdom. Like it or not, Jesus Christ is your judge. And he will judge you at one of the two remaining resurrections. Verse 28, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. The third resurrection is the last resurrection of hope. Marvel not for the hour is coming when all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. That is the resurrection of hope. It's the happening that's described in Second or First Thessalonians chapter four, verse fourteen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Now, Christians, those that are saved, are never described in Christ, in the Bible as ever being dead. If you are a saved person, if you've been born again, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, you will never die your body will merely go to sleep. And so Paul says here, we believe, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so then that sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And so when Jesus comes back to this earth, he will be bringing with him those that have, that have passed on from this life into heaven and are in glory with him now. For this we say, verse uh, 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, shall not go before them that are asleep, those that, went, those that died before us. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And so when Jesus comes back for his bride to rapture the church before the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation, which is a real event, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen soon. And before that happens, before the man of sin, before the Antichrist is revealed, Jesus Christ is going to come back and take his bride out of this world. That's the rapture. But before the rapture happens, the dead in Christ, those that are asleep in the Lord, their bodies are going to come up out of the grave and be resurrected unto eternal life and rejoin with their soul and spirit in the clouds with Jesus. And thus shall we ever be with the Lord, because then those of us that are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the air. That's the rapture. You say, I don't see the word rapture in the Bible. Well, you don't see the word Trinity either, but it's true. Amen? It's true. There is a rapture coming for the righteous. I hope to be alive at the time of that happening. But if I'm not, I'll be out of the grave before anybody gets raptured. So it's okay. I win no matter what. When this happens, when Jesus comes and resurrects the righteous dead, death will forever be abolished for those of us in Christ. We will no longer ever be separated I have had good friends die this year. Several good friends die this year. Some of them were in Christ. Those that were in Christ, I will see them again. I know that. I will see them again. But there is coming a day when I will no longer ever be separated from someone I love who is in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.51 Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. 
but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says there's going to be another resurrection. Two more. The first one, for those that have done good unto the resurrection of life. Now, don't confuse that statement. Those that have done good and say, well, Jesus is saying we get into heaven by good works. He's going to judge my good works against my bad. And if I've done enough good works, well, he's going to let me into heaven. No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. To do good in this sense is to do the will of the Father and be saved. It's not the Father's will that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. To do good is to repent and to be saved, to, be, to receive Christ as Savior. It's not your works that saves you. It's faith in Jesus Christ. He does all the saving. We merely assent to it. We merely confess it. We merely uh, concede that He is right and we're wrong. Over and over again, our Bibles teach that, the, that the, the works of man, good works of men, cannot save us. Read your Bible, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, or else men would boast. And you know that's the truth. Now, let's get on to that fourth and final resurrection. And shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. This is not a resurrection you want to be part of. The final resurrection is the resurrection of the evil. And this is where Jesus Christ brings those who are already in hell back into their physical bodies. You see, he comes at the beginning of the tribulation. Before the tribulation, he comes and raptures his church out. Then there's seven years of hell on earth, three and a half years of relative peace, three and a half years of pure torture. There's judgments, seal judgments, and bowl judgments, and and all sorts of judgments, and and God s- destroys massive parts of this earth and, 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 th- and a third of mankind over and over again till there's very few left. And then Jesus Christ returns for the second coming, comes out of the eastern sky, splits uh, the Mount of Olives in two when he steps on it. His voice out of his mouth slays every person on the battlefield of Armageddon and the blood on that battlefield is as high as a horse's bridle. He sets up his eternal kingdom in in Jerusalem, in the temple in Jerusalem, and he sits on the throne. And for a thousand years, Christ rules and reigns on this earth. At the end of the thousand years, Satan is loosed for a short time, and men that were born on the earth during those thousand years, some of them rise up against Christ, but he crushes that rebellion. And then we get to Revelation chapter 20, and we are before the throne at the right side of God. And John the Revelator writes this, Revelation 20, verse 11, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. 
and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You see, the judgment there is not whether or not you get to go to heaven. Yes, men are judged according to their works, but the judgment at that last resurrection, at the great white throne, that judgment is according to how evil you were and how hot the flame will be, how large the worm will be, how dark the darkness will be for you in eternal flame in the lake of fire forever and ever. That is not a resurrection you want any part of. So the question for you today is this. Do you have a part in the first three resurrections? Do you have a part in the first three resurrections? The second resurrection is Jesus' resurrection from the grave. Belief in that resurrection will give you the first resurrection that Jesus talked about, which is salvation. And salvation will have you assured of a part in the third resurrection which is if Jesus Christ doesn't come back before your life is over, your body will be resurrected and you will be in heaven eternally with our Lord. Do you have a part in those first three resurrections? Or are you waiting for the last? See, Revelation 20 and 6 says there is a second death. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of, of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. If you haven't had a part, if you haven't had that first resurrection, if you haven't been saved and you die, there's only one resurrection awaiting you. And that's the resurrection unto death, judgment at the great white throne judgment. So remember, if you've only been born once, the Bible says you will die twice. You will die physically, then you'll be resurrected, and you'll die again. And that's a physical and a spiritual death. But if you've been born twice, if you've been born in the flesh, and you've had a spiritual birth, been born again, well then, you can only die once in your flesh. But you will always live. You will have eternal life. If you don't have that eternal life, call on Jesus today. Very simple. Just ask Him to come into your heart and be your Savior. He will do it. He loves you. He died for you. Call on Him today. Thanks again for listening, and we do appreciate all that you do in supporting this ministry of military evangelism. We work hard to reach our Marines with the gospel, and we appreciate you supporting us and listening to this podcast and reading the blog and all the other things. If you would, do me a favor. Go online. Go to our website. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Uh, go to our Twitter feed, at Jacks. Just leave us a note. Let us know what you think and how, how this has been a blessing to you. And uh, if you would, go to iTunes, leave a little comment, leave a, a rating. That just helps us to move up in the rankings a little bit so more and more people can hear about us. Thanks again for listening. Until next week, for Field Notes, I'm Dave Mason. Thank you for joining us for Field Notes. If you have been blessed by the preaching and teaching you have heard, consider visiting our website, at militaryfellowshipministry.com and click the donate button. Any amount will be a great help to us as we continue to reach our men and women in the military with the gospel. 
join us next week as we continue our study of God's Word. God bless you.